Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast, brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. My name is Seb Stott and if you're wondering where the usual deep English voice uh, of this podcast is gone, <laughs> uh, that is Tom and he is sat with me via the medium of the internet. Uh, ha- Hello, how Seb. are you doing Tom? I'm all right, Siv. Yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable on my sofa in in the office. I'm back in the office. Can you believe it? After five, six months. Um, Lovely. Here we are. Easy enough to social distance when everyone else is working at home. Um, literally, there um, on the entire floor um, that I sit on. There's three of us in today. Oh, lovely. So, we are very distant. Yeah, have you got um, two meters between you then, or are you all huddled into one corner? <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all sat on one desk. Yeah. No, just coughing, <laughs> up, hot coughing on each other. That's it. Um, So, so t- today we're going to do something a bit different. Normally, when we do a podcast together, we talk about sort of super nerdy tech um, and focusing on the bikes. You know, the suspension, the brakes, the handlebars, and all the rest. Um, but today we're going to talk about uh, riding and something that's probably a much better way to spend your money, in my opinion. I, I think you'd agree with me, and that is coaching. So we've both done a, done a bit of coaching recently and found it to be, uh, well, I found it to be hugely beneficial. Um, mm. So I think we're going to just talk about our experience of that and what we got out of it and what we learned. Yeah, I mean, when you say we've, done, we've both done a bit of coaching, I mean, we've both um, received some coaching from um, some qualified coaches. Um, I guess yours was in the Forest of Dean, and you've done some in Scotland. Yeah. Um, and I've had some, again, also in the Forest of Dean. A um, bit of a hotbed down there of really, really good coaches uh, for improving your skills. So, so, yeah. Yeah, worth looking at. Yeah, so, um, so what was your experience of coaching like, and uh, why did you decide to, to do that? Because, I mean, we both... Uh, done this you know in our own time out of our own pocket it's not like we've been paid to do it or um, done it for a feature or anything in the mag it's just something we've decided to do for our own riding um, yeah so what what made you decide to to do that I mean I think both of us would it's fair to say relatively competent at riding bikes but I, I, I think first off there's this you know continual improvement I think everyone wants to improve in what what they can do I just never you know like I'm not the bravest person in the world I'm not a brave soul so I never really sort of push myself in terms of you know jumps and tricks and stuff like that so when it comes to my adult riding I am very happy riding down technical steep loose rocky all that sort of stuff and I you know I'm not the best rider in the world but I'm probably not the worst mm. but when it comes to jumps because I don't have that experience or that sort of um, skill set in my in my you know it, it's something that's always been like a mental block. Mm. So I decided that um, I would pay uh, a coach who was uh, Katie Kurd, um, obviously uh, you know World Cup downhill racer. I figured she probably knows how to jump. Well, she definitely does. Um, so I was like, well, let's let's get some coaching um, and and try and see if I can get over that mental block. And how did it work for you? Did it kind of immediately start to make sense or was it more of a of a here are some pointers go away and and apply that over yeah. the next few months or it, it was interesting we 
Um, we spent a lot of time going through some very basic riding principles. At the start of the session, it was, a, I think, about three hours or something with her. Um, and those sort of basic riding principles were, you know, sort of very handy. When we sort of went onto the jumps, I could tell where it was things like manualing, sort of waiting the waiting through the pedals, getting the weight back, all that sort of stuff, and then shifting body weight X Y Z. Um, going back to real basic principles, um, which I think is definitely the best way to learn. If, you know, I can bunny hop, but it's really good to go to back to those sort of real basics anyway. Mm. My sort of experience in those three hours was, you know, the first sort of uh, bit of time we spent on actual jumps, nothing was really working, couldn't quite sort of translate what was being taught into uh, making it work. And I think it's probably the, the important thing is that different coaches obviously have different ways of, of talking, of explaining. And sometimes it sort of takes a bit of time for you to get on the same wavelength. And this isn't a criticism in, in the slightest Katie's coaching was excellent and it it took a little bit of time and then I suddenly, you know, we suddenly clicked, ah, this is what I need to do. And so it was just the phraseology that we used in order to get me into the right position and the right sort of actions on the bike, which then all of a sudden when we're like, right, this is what I, this is what these words in my head mean, this is what I need to do and therefore, it, and then it just clicked and started working. Mm. So from the, you know, from the start of the session through to the end, there was a huge jump in, pun not really intended, but a huge jump in what I was comfortable I thought that was doing. better than your usual standard of puns, so it makes sense that it's not <laughs> nice, intended. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah, no, it, it, yeah, that, that was, um, that was a thing. And the thing for me was like, right, it was, it was a, a body shift weight, uh, a body weight shift, um, <laughs> And uh, it was sort of like, oh, I need to pencil jump it. And I just sort of thought, right, pen and that sort of really sort of helped me get over those jumps. Um, since then, um, I think my my jumps, uh, my jumping skills have improved. I'm still never going to go out and just go, go over jumps for the hell of it, you know, like tabletops or stuff like that necessarily. It's not something I'm still a big sort of fan of. But I know that I've got, the the skills in the back of my head to be able to tackle most things now if that makes sense mm. and do you think it's helped your riding more generally or just when it comes to jumps um i think there's probably aspects of my riding that have improved with that yeah i i, I think i've always you know I, I love riding natural stuff my one of my worst nightmares it's not a nightmare <laughs> This is going to sound terribly um, privileged, I guess. I don't really like bike parks. Yeah, I'm not particularly interested in going to a bike park to go ride. Um, so I really like riding natural stuff. And, and you know, if there's like a jump on a natural trail, like you know, whether it's some roots that you can get a little bit of a boost off, or some rocks or something, I absolutely love doing that. And I certainly think having had the coaching from Katie on jumping technique and the body weight shifts has helped more so with with that as well mm. so yeah i'm probably jumping further off over like some uh, over matted roots or over some rocks than i was previously yeah so yeah it's translated i'd say mm. yeah how about you what 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 sort of i know you've done a few sessions of coaching over the past couple of years um what's been the sort of emphasis with that well the first time i went um i got some coaching with uh, dirt school up in scotland mm -hmm. 
And I was a bit different to you because I had done a lot of dirt jumping and downhill riding when I was a kid. Um, But I'd never really been analytical about it. I'd done a bit of racing. I'd been sort of done okay uh, in some cases. And um, yeah, I was like, I have for quite a long time thought of myself as like quite a decent uh, rider technically. Mm. But I, I, you know, I've never had the coaching. I've never really thought about it too much. Um, it's always thinking about my bike setup, but never really thought that hard about how I was riding the bike. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to get coaching, it, it really, it was quite, um, it was quite difficult really to unpick all of those habits and to go back to basics and realize that, you know, basic things like. Uh, my elbows weren't bent enough. And when it came to a corner, I was kind of squatting down with my legs. So I was kind of, I was riding through corners with my arms too straight, my legs too bent, and my weight too kind of, too over the back. And I wasn't pressing Mm -hmm. into the corner very nicely. And I was trying to do, I guess I'm like you in that I love riding natural stuff. And on a natural steep trail, you can uh, get away with kind of doing all your turning all at once. Like you, you go down the fall line, you find a rut, and then you do all your turning at once, and then you carry on. Mm. And then if you lose all your speed, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because it's so steep, you'll be up to speed again in a second. But on these kind of mellower trails, my, my technique was just not very efficient. I was, I was trying to turn all at once um, or kind of, square the corner off a bit and and when I was I kind of knew that I should be pushing into the corner but when Mm. I when I did push into the corner I was like pushing into it all at once and and not not really using the corner very efficiently so Andy from Dirt School got me to kind of ride with a straighter legs a flatter back more bent elbows and kind of car around the corner more and push into it consistently and on the on the session, I really struggled because mm-hmm. it it was it was actually quite I wouldn't say frustrating, but it was like it didn't feel like I was making progress. It felt like I was kind of going backwards and going back to basics. But over the following uh, year or so since then, I, I feel like my writing has come on tremendously. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've really um, uh, and I can see in videos and photos and what have you, I've really adopted that position more. I'm riding with way more yeah. bent elbows, straighter legs. And, and I'm thinking more about pushing into the bike. And sometimes with coaching, just a phrase can really help you. And, and the yeah. phrase that Andy used was lily padding. So he means okay. like pushing into points where you've got grip and then going light over the points where you don't. And, and kind of, you're kind of using lily pads of grip. And you're not necessarily leaving the ground, but you're going heavy and going light between the sections of trail. And, and, and that really is something, a phrase that I, I think about in the back of my head when I'm riding a lot. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I went for another session with Ollie Morris of Pro Ride Guides in the Forest of Dean. And that was fantastic too. Um, I really feel like I had learned from the first course because it was more that felt more like fine tuning and less like mm-hmm. deconstructing the messy habits that I built up over, you know, 14 years of riding or so 15 years. Mm. 
it felt more like, right, I've got a decent bass setting and I'm kind of tweaking. Um, maybe more than tweaking, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, working from a fairly solid platform. And so that was really, really satisfying, really fun. Um, and I feel like I've got more to work on now. Um, um, so I think I'll probably do coaching every year, if not more often from now on, because I think you need that time in between the sessions to put into practice and to practice. Um, and then you come back and, and you have more to work on and more to build on. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I think both of them have really made me rethink, especially the first one, just totally made me rethink how I ride. Um, mm -hmm. But in, in a way that's been hugely beneficial. And I, I think I ride much better for it. I feel, I feel more confident so, not only riding for fun, but also like professionally as part of my job. Like, I feel like if you're going to test the products and test the bike, you should be riding them, riding the bikes in a way that is, you know, fairly textbook or, I mean, you don't have to be a World Cup rider to be able to do our job, but I, th I think it's helpful to be riding with, with good technique. Um, yeah. such that you're not trying to compensate for your technique by doing something weird to the bike. Mm. Um, so I think, I think it's given me a bit more confidence with my job as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, and I enjoy riding more because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it more. Uh, and the other thing I learned on the first course was that that technique I was talking about uh, with corners, pu pushing around the whole of the corner and, and being heavy on the bike throughout the corner and not just one specific point. It's very similar with the jump, I think. Uh, I think about pushing into the whole of the takeoff rather than just sort of getting to the end and then pulling up, which is what I always used to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not very effective. You don't get much height. It's, it's quite hard work. Um, and you kind of ricochet off the takeoff. Whereas if you think about pushing into the whole takeoff like a berm, it's amazing how much height you get. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm still in the air. Uh, I'm still, terrifying. I'm still going, I'm still going. It's, uh, it's kind of terrifying if you don't expect it, but if you do, if you do expect it, it's fantastic. And, uh, you just seem to sort of float effortlessly, effortlessly off the jump. It's fantastic. That's the one thing I always noticed riding with, um, especially Rob Weaver, who's, um, you know, our boss and occasionally pops onto the podcast as well. Like I can go riding with Weaves and follow him into some jumps at the same speed but he will go so much further and so much higher than I would. I'm like, mm. I was always left scratching my head, like, how does he do this? And then, you know, you, you sort of go through the techniques, you, you have that coaching and they sort of explain what you are and aren't doing. And then stuff starts to make that a little bit more sense. Um, what's, um, it sounds like you were sort of concentrating on cornering a lot with your, with your coaching. Is there any other, are there any other aspects of your riding that you would, concentrate on next time round? Um, so actually Ollie was asking about this when I was uh, getting coaching with him last week and he said you know most people want to uh, uh, improve their jumping and uh, we talked a little bit about that but jumping the, the main problem I have with jumping is I don't practice it very much uh, so when I go to Bike Park Wales, uh, I go there quite a lot for testing. Uh, you know, there's some fairly big jumps there, and um, you know, I, I will do do the jumps on the tracks that I go testing on all the time. But apart from that, it's not something I go out and practice. 
very much. So I, I feel like to get better at jumping, the main thing I need to do is practice. And, and coaching, of course, will help with that. But I, I do it so rarely in a kind of deliberate way that um, I, I almost have less of a base to start from. Um, so um, I, probably if I if I end up getting more into that, and I, I do enjoy hitting big jumps. Um, it's just not something I do very often because when, when I go riding for fun, I tend to go kind of steep, slippery tracks in the woods. And when I go testing, it's more sort of rough and rocky. Mm. Um, less about sort of jumpy flow trails because you don't really learn as much about the bike there. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy jumping. So that would be something to, to work on in future. Um, but I think you can always, you can always uh, improve your cornering technique. And yeah. um, I really enjoy corners, like all types of corners, flat corners, berms, off camber, whatever. Um, and you can always fine tune that some more. So I think I'll always be interested in doing that. You know, if I have a mm. hundred more coaching sessions, it'll still be on like, still be doing I'll still be on like, how, how can you go around a flat corner a bit better? Um, yeah, yeah. You'll never get perfect. Yeah. I guess I, I sort of, when we were discussing doing this, this podcast, I guess our kind of point behind it was that it's very easy to look at your bike and think, oh, I need to get some new forks or I need to, if I, maybe if I change the handlebars, that'll make me better. Or maybe if I change my stem length, that's going to make, yeah, that's going to make things better. And, you know, very easy to drop, you know, a few hundred quid very happily on different things for your bike to make yourself that little bit better, a little bit faster. But realistically, mm-hmm. best bang for buck in terms of getting down a mountain faster with more control, more comfort, more enjoyment. More safety. More safety is probably spending that, you know, you're going to be spending 100 quid on a, on a coaching session quite easily to get, you know, a few hours yeah. out of a professional. You know, these people are professional, you know, like they are worth the money that they charge, probably worth more to be brutally honest. Yeah. Um, and it's per pound, you can almost guarantee that you're going to get better way more than you are if you spend 100 quid on a set of tires. Yeah, because um, we are talking like a pair of tires, uh, a fork service. I mean, yeah. fork servicing is important. And yeah, I, new tires are important if they're worn out. I, well, and I, people always say, well, people sometimes say it's about the bike, not, sorry, it's about the rider, not the bike. And mm. it's not entirely true. I mean, I, I'd love it. Well, I'd be out of a job if it was, but like, um, the bike does make a difference. And we know this because we test different bikes and we're the same rider. Uh, and there are some bikes that I can ride so much more confidently, so much faster than others. Yeah. So the bike does make a difference. But if you have a bike and you're thinking about upgrading it, oh man, there, there's not much you can really do for 100, 150, 200 quid. Um, I mean, a new set of tires, if your tires are like bald, then fair, fair yeah. enough, a new set of tires will definitely help. But, but yeah. if your bike is in reasonable working order, it's not like worn out and broken, there's very little you can actually upgrade your bike for 100, 200 quid that'll make a difference. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. And the other thing on cost is that uh, we've done coaching on our own. I've done a coaching course uh, with a couple of friends. Um, 
I think especially if you've got a friend or a couple of friends who are of similar ability, you can do a shared coaching course and that's, that's a really good way to, to reduce the cost because you can learn from each other's mistakes and each other's yeah. um, successes. Um, so I think that's something I'll do in future. Like we should, maybe mm -hmm. we should do one together. Um, that'd be good. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's not um, that expensive in the in the scheme of cycling. I mean, cycling is expensive. Yeah. Coaching is is not too bad, really. Mm. So this chat has. I've actually got um, week after next. I've actually got a week's holiday, and I've been trying to think of. Given the, the sort of current COVID times, I'm probably not going to go away on a week's holiday. Um, I'd have been sort of trying to think of how you know I could probably better spend my week, and you know what? Actually, a day's coaching probably wouldn't be a bad chat. Definitely. Might, yeah, yeah. might look into that. Short notice, but something worth thinking. So, yeah, so I, th I think we're probably then both, both in agreement that, you know, pound per pound is worth sort of exploring. Um, oh, that was, that was my, my, I did have a final point I wanted to make, actually. You know, like, you might think that you, you know, I think anyone can benefit from coaching, whether you're a beginner, obviously, it's a great thing. It's, it seems that in cycling, coaching isn't something that is sort of ingrained. Um, you know, if, if you, you know, I play, uh, used to play hockey a lot and we'd have hockey coaching sessions was part of playing hockey. Mm. You know, whether it's, you know, there's a lot of sports where coaching is an integral part of doing the sport. It's, it's what you do. And it seems that mountain biking, cycling, um, and a couple of other sports, it's not so ingrained into the um, community or, or the sort of the general thing of what you do you know what you, you know if you golfers quite often get coached mm. you know um swimmers you know if you, if you join a swimming club you join the club to get coaching to get it and and, and cycling doesn't sort of happen so much um, yeah and you know look at like you know the pros you know i'm sure loik and 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 miriam and and tani and all these sort of people they still get coached yeah of course you know yeah. no one is above learning and improving it goes back to the continual development thing we we're talking about earlier on the pod um, so yeah maybe it'd be, you know if you are sort of a mountain biker or you know a road cyclist as well because road cyclists can benefit from from handling coaching sessions um something definitely worth considering if you've not done so before there's loads of coaches out there um there's coaching qualifications so look out for coaches who do have those and um yeah yeah i think we've, we've both experienced really good days which have been really beneficial um you know change your tires your tires might last a year change you know get some coaching and that's something that you can build upon for years to come yeah. it's not a temporary fix it's a permanent i don't think i've ever had a tire that's lasted a year but um yeah uh, i i take your point um yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't couldn't recommend it highly enough to be to be perfectly honest um so yeah i think that's a good place to end it i think we agree, we agree yeah it's not it's not okay, always well, we agree, is it, Tom? But it's not, no, and, and that is the beauty of, of opinions. Everyone has them, but um we definitely share this one. Yeah. So there you have it. Sounds like we're both in agreement. Uh both have benefited quite a lot from coaching and we'll be doing it again in the future. Um if you've enjoyed this podcast, then why not like, subscribe, all that good stuff that helps us out and um tune into more of these podcasts in the future. Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com. Bye.